it's the beginning of family here on Not A Hate Watch. I got my family assembled. The crew, Alice, our expert, Lori, and I gotta tell you, I live my life a quarter of a hate watch at a time. Not, it's not a hate watch, everyone. Hello, welcome. It is me, Missy Information. You might have been tricked by my vocal qualities into thinking I'm a relative of one diesel, but I am not. It was simply me. Welcome, everyone. Alice. Hello. You got introduced to the Fast Family here. Yeah, so I certainly watched that movie. Family, (laughs) family. And our first returning guest, straight from the Bachelor episode, it is our good friend and a co-host of mine on Miss Call with the Former Randoms, Lori, beautiful city. How are you? Wonderful. Um, I was shocked. I very much thought Vin Diesel was kicking off this episode. I I cannot believe that that was true. Thank you. I didn't even didn't even practice that beforehand. You know, I just went straight into it. It was straight. It was. It's deep within it. you. You just didn't know it. It is. I got, I got Vin deep in me. So we are watching, or we watched today, F9 from The Fast Saga. Yes. The ninth film. We are in the midst of the tenth film having been released. I know, Lori, you, yes, you have seen it yourself. Uh, Neither Alice or I have watched it because no one has told us to yet, and we are avoiding that, I am assuming, as long as we can. Now, uh, Lori, you've seen all of them. I have seen five Uh through eight um, because of How Does Get Made and now nine. Alice, how many have you seen before you watch this? Zero. Zero. Yes. This is your truly your introduction to the family. So yes. I, I kind of want to turn it over to yeah. you. Yeah. And let's get yeah. your thoughts what did first. You, what did you okay. know before you dive into like thoughts on this particular movie? What did you know from like cultural osmosis or like? Oh, oh I, I knew a lot okay. actually. Um, I knew that, okay, so I'd seen the trailer, and I had seen um, people on a video game website that I, like, reacted to the trailer, and they were big fans. And so, like, um, Han coming back to life was a big deal. It was. um, John Cena being, John Cena being um, Dom's brother, I think, was was in that. And the part where the car drives off the side of a cliff and then uses a grappling hook to, to, to survive. Um... Yeah, so so I, I and I feel like I because I'm friends with a lot of people who like these movies and I listen to a lot of podcasts where they talk about these movies. I feel like I've heard a lot about it over time. Um, I know vaguely what I know that in is it five where they they attach a bank vault to a car. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, that yes, movie rules. And then yeah. Um, and somehow, and somehow they made it. Somehow they took Tokyo Drift and they actually tied it into the rest of the the, the, yes. the series, the yes. other piece. Yes. Um, okay, so you'd absorbed. I, I mean, and that makes complete and total sense. Like, I think I, I I was mentioning to Missy before we started recording that for me the very first one I ever saw was eight. I saw eight in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and I had known a little bit about just sort of the. Um, I had known a little bit about kind of the series, again, just from cultural osmosis. Uh, my best friend was a huge fan, and, and I mean, I think it was hard, especially in that, like, early 2000s to avoid the first one, you know? Like, that was yeah. massive, so I kind of understood the drag culture aspect of it. 
drag racing aspects culture of it. I, how great would that be if there was like drag culture? <laughs> oh, yeah. the number of times that when I talk about drag race, the, the reality show, and I realize I have to clarify, no, no, the drag, yeah, like the, the not drag RuPaul. racing, the drag, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. RuPaul could join the crew. Oh, she would be a great one please, scene addition. Please, please no, please no. Uh, let, let's just leave her to frack in Montana on her own, okay? Wyoming, and it's her husband's property, and the government makes her do it. Uh, this is Corona premiere. This is exactly what my drink of choice is for today to be part of the family, so I will be having uh, a Corona through here. And because, for one episode, part love of it. the Heineken. Love it, love it, love it. Um, but I, I understand, Alice, my, that's my very long-winded way of saying, like, I understand coming in very late in the series with, like, sort of minimal, yeah. uh, not no knowledge of it, but not necessarily as like heavily engaged knowledge as, as somebody else might. Yeah. And I think, I think it's been interesting because I think it was around when like five or six came out was when I really started feeling like my friends who otherwise wouldn't be into this weird series of movies about driving cars kept insisting that no, it's, it's good actually. And, 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 and I, I definitely felt a little overwhelmed with found family stuff like people love to talk about that and I kind of got a little, I, I feel like it got a little oversaturated in culture for me personally. Yeah. Um, but, and then, and then now it sort of turned a corner, I think somewhere around like seven or eight where people still like the movies, but they're not as like fanatic about it. I think as they were when like five and six Completely. were coming out, I kind of group. Um, so for me, like I said, the first one that I saw was eight uh, my friend really wanted to see it in the theaters, and I said, I'll go with you, but you have to know I've never seen any of them before, and before we go, you have to catch me up. So she, oh, we sat at dinner. She was actually a little late to dinner because she wrote out, like, three full pages of notes to kind of talk me through the key plot points of every movie. <laughs> I, I could have used that. Oh, I definitely could have used yeah. that. Um, and she, okay. she actually also set, lent me her DVDs of one, two, she couldn't find her Tokyo Drift, so one, two, four, six, uh, four, five, six, and seven. Um, so she was like, if you're interested, you could borrow them and watch them. I walked out of eight, which in the grand scheme of the now ten movies that are out, is not super high on the list, but I was like, that was one of the dumbest and most fun things I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> and I was like, I mm -hmm. love this. So I sat and I watched those, uh, again, aside from three, those initial seven movies. And it was really interesting to kind of watch the, um, the sort of progression of how these movies like morphed over the years. Specifically, Alice, to what you're saying around kind of the fanaticism of, I would lump that fanaticism a little bit of four, through seven because uh one comes out and it's massive it sets the stage it's based on like that really famous article or whatever about drag race culture um it does so 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 well they it, they're like we're gonna do a sequel vin diesel's like nah so they're like all right paul walker and we'll bring in tyrese and john singleton's gonna direct and it is it is so i want to say it came out in what like 2000 maybe 2003 2004 it feels so like 1997 in just kind of everything it takes some of the the kind of cool establishing sort of camera work shots that they do in one and just drives them so over the top it is so so like it's a lot it's just a lot and it's not great 
So then a couple years later, they're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to do a third, but like, we're not going to bring anybody back, and nobody wants to come back at this point. So they do Tokyo Drift. They get a bunch of not no-name actors, but like not big actors. I forget the lead. Actually, actually, yeah. sorry, I want to talk about yeah. this a little bit. Um, I, I, I remember when the first one came out, people were yes. really into it. Like, because I went to, I think that was around the time I was in college. I was, I went to an engineering school, so there was a lot of dudes talking about it. Um, the second one was like, yeah. yeah, it's not so good. And then the third one was, what the fuck yes. are they doing? I don't give mm -hmm. a shit. Which was also kind of veiled racism against against Asian okay. culture. Um, but also the third one, I think, is the first. Is that the first one that's directed by Justin Lin? No, I believe the. Ah, uh, no, you're right. You're right. Justin Lin did do Tokyo yes. Drift. Because the. Right, because um, the character Han actually appeared yep. in his earlier movie, Better Luck Tomorrow, which I have seen, because if you were an Asian-American person, especially a Korean-American person in the 2000s, pretty slim pickings. Um, but and so so I so I knew about Justin Lin from that and um and and from uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, which I really yeah. Liked. And I love that he he brought Sung Kang in to to kind of play that. I I know it's never been like a hundred percent established that it's the same character, but like Han mm -hmm. Han like it, it's similar sort of vibes from everything that I've heard about that original movie. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Um, but that movie, as you said, everybody was kind of like I think partially burnt out on just the the sort of direct culture aspect of it again like none of the original people are in it and it's just kind of like oh whatever uh, i will say i went back a couple years ago and watched it for the first time pretty good movie <laughs> like it's not my favorite yeah. of the 10 but it's pretty it's pretty watchable and it's pretty good um but then i want to say it was about five years later uh four comes out and while four, in my personal opinion, is an incredibly boring and slow movie, it really it brings back Diesel, it brings back Walker, it brings back Jordana Brewster, and it kind of made people remember like, oh, there is kind of like a magic between specifically Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, like their energy and and their their charisma together and their chemistry really is kind of crackling, you know. Um, and I will say, great ending to that movie. Then. Five happens and five is when the entire trajectory of the series changes because it goes from being a movie about drag racing criminals to being about like spies who race cars sometimes yeah. <laughs> and it, they get involved yeah. international conspiracies so right in and turns out they're, they're great so, at it. They're like the they're best so good at, it. at it. The mechanic from two is suddenly the biggest computer hacker in the world. <laughs> Oh, that, is that yeah, Ludacris? Ludacris. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, time great, for man. to read Hacking for Dummies, like in between then and now. Yeah, my, my man signed up for Code Academy, and he, he learned yeah, his he shit. Did. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, 5 is essentially Ocean's Eleven. And, like, the way that that heist is set up, and, and there's some twists with the heist, and it's so, so, so good. 6 starts its trajectory into a little bit more of the soap opera territory um, because they, um, and and I, I will preface, like, because we're talking about the older movies, spoilers for some of the older movies, and, and of course, for F9. Um, so... We're, 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 we're talking oh, yeah. about F9. I, I think I think it's uh, So yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, who also had come back and forth, I realized I left her out of, of my initial sort of thing there. Um, she dies in four. 
the character of Letty dies. So in five, yeah. Vin meets a lovely woman in, in Brazil, and, and she's a cop, and she weirdly looks identical to June Diane Raphael. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, she's like French descended. June and Diane fun fact, in real life, is married to Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, Missy. That is Elsa. Yeah, that I is did not know that. Elsa Pataki, who is Chris Hemsworth's wife. Um, but at the end of five, in the post credit scene, um, Eva Mendez, who's in the second movie, goes up to The Rock's desk and is like, you've got to see this, and hands him like a file, like a secret spy file, you know, and opens it up and it's a picture of Letty. And you're like, oh shit, Letty's alive. So six, Letty has amnesia and she's a bad guy and she doesn't remember her time with Vin Diesel. And that's, again, where the soap operaness of it came. But six is still mm. really entertaining and really fun. And um, I think Luke Evans is great. Um, as that Shaw brother, I think Statham is also awesome, who gets introduced in Seven, but I, I prefer uh, uh, Luke, Ev- Luke Evans personally. Um, and then Seven happens, and I think Seven has this, um, this sort of, uh, of cult aura to it because Paul Walker, unfortunately, passed away while filming. Um, they were on a break of filming, and he unfortunately died in a car crash while in one yes i remember i remember yeah, that which yeah. is is so is so like weird and like very sad to think about so there was a lot of kind of like how are they going to do this are they going to kill off brian how are they going to handle this um they do not kill off brian they do bring his brother in who looks a lot like him and do some some admittedly uncanny valley-esque cg just to finish the movie and there is a really beautiful end moment in Seven that does genuinely kind of make me cry, where Brian and 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 Ben and Dom kind of do their final race, and then they split ways, and Brian rides off. They never kill off Brian, which I think is really kind of nice, but he's just sort of off in the distance. They've never brought him back. Uh, but I think that is where that movie is sort of cultness comes to it. And I think after that, a lot of people were like, Maybe you shouldn't do anymore if you don't have Paul Walker. Yeah. yeah. Seven is when I culturally obviously became the zenith yeah. that I know of what it is. And it had that similar effect when Heath Ledger died. There was a morbid curiosity for people to go out to see Seven. And so that's when I sort of became into the culture yeah. awareness. And around that time, too would have been when I started listening to How Did This Get Made, which started covering the films from the fifth film to um, the the seventh at that point. So I'd listened to them and kind of knew and got it, and again, through culture, absorbed it, cars, skyscrapers, all that fun stuff. So then for the eighth film, since that's where we're up to, I can take this over, because I saw the eighth film in theaters. Now, I, like you, Lori, had a friend who's very into them. They also took me to dinner. But instead of giving me a plot wrap, we had dinner at my place and we watched five, six, and seven back to back before we went to go see it. Wow. (laughs) So I ended five with the reveal 
of Letty being back, and I'm like, who that? And then Six was spent with her not knowing stuff, and I'm like, who that? I don't know. Uh, but then The Rock gets entered and all these things. Seven, I was like, okay, we're starting to escalate this, and they're all superheroes, and it's weird and whatnot. But I had already heard the meaning by yeah. that point. Oh, they're kind of superheroes, spies, with cars of that thing everywhere. So I go see Eight, and I'm in the theater. Lori, I had the same reaction that you did, which was, this is one of the dumbest and most exciting things that I have seen in a theater. So much fun! <laughs> There's this... It is great. They flip villains again. Statham was, like, one of the most evil villains they'd face off, like, ruthless, and now he's, like, saving Dom's baby in one of the best scenes where he's fighting people on an airplane and scooting the baby, uh, like, a little bassinet, bassinet, carrier. carrier around to like keep the baby safe and like smacking and stuff because he's trying to rescue the kidnapped baby and the mom from oh she she Charlie Theron she's, she's dead at that point cipher. she's already been shot in the head at okay that point. yeah so, so yeah yeah baby mama got shot in the head dead there's no get used to characters coming back but not her that was point blank and her body I think gets dumped it's, it was traumatic yeah. um but it was great it ends with them having a car chase. Uh, going to chase down a nuclear submarine yeah, in, in order Antarctica. to prevent it from, like, <laughs> yeah, to hijack, because she's hijacking all the, Cypher loves hijacking things. She loves hijacking systems. So she basically is like, I want to have the nukes so all the nations will have to do what I want. She really wants all the nations to do what she wants, which leads us into Nine. our movie yes. for tonight, F9. Yes. The return of Cypher in a cage. Yes. Okay, so I want to say, I had no fucking clue what was going on throughout most of this movie. Eventually yeah. I figured out like, okay, the MacGuffin is this Ares thing. And I knew Charlize Theron was a, was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then there were a lot of other people who showed up. Some, some only showed up for like one scene, like the, the Helen Mirren's and the Cardi B's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was a bunch of references to stuff in the past. Um, I, I, I will say having the backstory of, Dom and his brother uh, when they were yeah. when they were younger yeah. actually actually gave me something to latch yes. on to because yes. otherwise it's it's a lot of just people showing up and talking about things that happened in, yeah. in the past movie vaguely. When it started like that, I actually I literally thought to myself, okay, Alice will at least have yes. a narrative storyline within yeah. this film that she'll be able to follow, even if all this other bullshit doesn't make yeah. sense. And I'm I, I'll tell you, Alice. A lot of this bullshit doesn't make sense to me, and I've seen yeah. those films. So, like, this does a lot of... This one, if the other one was stupid and exciting, this one is just stupid and stupider. I, yeah. It does so much stuff that I'm like, what are you doing? And meta. Stupid and too meta. So, I will counter that and say this movie is a Go whole lot of fun. <laughs> so, I think... Is it, though? It is. So, here's, here's, a, here's okay. a setup, I will say, just to start. This movie was supposed to come out in May of 2020. The trailer came out on January 31st, 2020. I know because there was a trailer like party that happened in like Miami or something and they were streaming the party and everyone was there and my t- me and two of my coworkers uh, booked a conference room and put it up on the big TV and watched the whole thing. Um, and we watched the trailer and Han showed up and we fell, we literally fell out of our chairs because we were so fucking shocked. And just like, so a, a big thing you gotta understand is the character of Han dies in Tokyo Drift. He comes back in four, five, and six because those movies, timeline wise, happen before Tokyo Drift. Um, 
Wait, what? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Alice. Fun fact: the how does that work? Oh, that's we didn't we, we didn't, didn't go, go into that. that. Oh, we gotta get into Just, it. I'll I'll get into it in a moment. But so Han dies and is killed by Jason Statham. You learn that Jason Statham is the one who killed him. And then to Misty's point earlier, Statham is suddenly a part of the family in eight. And everyone's like, what the fuck? This guy killed Han, who is legitimately right. everyone's favorite character. So the hashtag justice for Han started and people were throwing shit fits, understandably so. So Han coming back, his character poster, the tagline said justice is coming. And it's like, yeah, bitch. It was so exciting. And then the world shut down and no movies happened and nobody saw a thing in theaters unless they lived in the middle of the country and didn't believe in COVID and stuff like that. I, I, have, I, I do have to say very quickly, uh, not, not to, yep. to interrupt, but I forgot Han hadn't come back in the last film. So in the middle of watching this, when they sort of do the yep. tease reveal of it, I'm watching it being like, yeah, it's Han, okay. And then also I'm like, Oh, I think he was still dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that trailer got people so excited about the idea of this movie because Han was coming back. And then obviously the world went to shit and nothing came out for like a year and a half. So you have to remember that this was like one of the first big things that like I saw when stuff started happening again. The first movie that I saw in a theater when theaters in New York opened up again was actually Fast Five because Regal was doing this thing where for free, for Regal members, you could see uh, one Fast and Furious movie a week leading up to nine coming out. So I was like, I want to see five in theaters. Like if I see no other one of them outside of obviously nine, I need to see five. Um, So there was an excitement there. Um, And I watched it again last week before seeing Fast X, which your descriptor of nine, I would put on to Fast X, in my humble opinion. Though it's not, Ooh. it is not nearly as bad as what everybody is saying. <laughs> um, it's not a great movie. It's not a bad movie, though. Um, but there's just a degree of like, oh, it's my big dumb friends doing dumb fun things that I still just really love about F9. I love Michelle Rodriguez. I think the 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 kind of turn with her not turn with her but like the the types of stunts she gets the types of fighting she gets her motorcycle stunts are so cool and so practical obviously i know some of it's her some of it's a stunt woman of course but for movies that are so heavily reliant on like huge cg car chases and stuff like that her shits feel so real and like that moment where like her and me are fighting with the people like when when han shows up um, and like the, it's that one camera move where like she like throws some guy out the window and the camera kind of follows them. I just think that's one of that. It's so like exciting to watch. Um, I don't necessarily rank that as one of my top movies, Nine, but I I still kind of love Nine. Can Can you give us your ranking? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have it kind of pulled up. Um, so I made this ranking before I saw Ten. Um, and also with the caveat of the ones in the middle can kind of shift and move depending on kind of how, how I'm feeling on any given day. But we've got Fast Five, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7, F9, The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, The Fate of the Furious, The Fast and the Furious, which is one, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Fast Ampersand Furious, which is four. 
I would. So that's last. Yes. And then oh. huge, like gaping hole, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> uh, that is the Jason Statham, uh, The Rock movie. Yeah. That is way that way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham was that was that was the mid credit scene, right? It was Jason Statham yeah. with the punching bag? Yeah. I did not understand what was going on there at all. Uh, so that that's that's intent that that you're not really meant to understand what's going on in that. Um, it's just supposed to be he killed Han, so Han is going to confront him, sort of thing. The guy in the punching mm. bag is okay. Statham's like a criminal, and that guy owes him money or something. Um, a thing. Oh, okay, I, I didn't know if that was a reference to it's something not. else. It, it's a reference to the fact okay. that he killed Han, like, and, and it's a big thing about him okay. confronting. But it, it happens in 10. Like, that is a scene that happens in 10. A yeah. thing I want to ask is, going back to something Alice said a little bit earlier, so Helen Mirren plays Statham's mother. What are... Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Um, and Luke Evans' mother. And Luke we, Evans. Has no, there was no connection to the movie yeah. we saw, so you have no idea it is. But that's yeah. Statham's brother. From she Six. is the mom of mm-hmm. both of them, Queenie. Okay, um, yeah. How do you feel about Helen Mirren? Like, how did you feel about her? My favorite yeah. character in the entire series. Yeah. I love her. I adore her. She can do yeah. no wrong. She basically just wanted to be a part yeah. of it. And, yeah. like, and and Vin Diesel's like, of course, and just wrote scenes for her to be a badass yeah. in every time where she literally saves the, like, she always comes in at a clutch moment and just kicks ass. Like, that is what she does. And it's great. I love her. Best what addition was, to the franchise. What was More her role like in, her. in Nine? I know that I know that, that Dom got in a car with her and they were driving and I think they were trading information. Yeah, it was... Um... So she brings him to that mansion where Cena and his crew are set up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and then um, her crew of, of of the the lady thieves led by Cardi B uh, come in as like yeah. the FBI agents or whatever that take Dom away. But you find oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So I okay. I didn't connect that was her yes, crew. Yes. Yes. So yeah. to your point, Alice. Though I don't necessarily remember the setup of like because. She was doing this for him. He did provide her some information too. You're right. There was yeah, that exchange. Yeah. I don't necessarily remember that um, that piece yeah. of it. But yeah, to Missy's point, it, she just wanted to be in these movies. She said a, a yeah. long time ago, "I would love to be in a Fast and Furious." So he wrote her in the eight. Then she said, "I would love to drive a car." So he got her driving a fucking car mm-hmm. in nine. It's and their chemistry is sizzling. I just I love the two of them together. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I believe even in a How Does This Get episode, like, who should be in the future? And they name drop Helen Mirren and say, oh, she should be. And so they, they kind of, I think there was one other person that they also did. They, they're worried they're manifesting it all. <laughs> I, I want them to be in a, in a cameo in an upcoming Fast film. I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, I, even as they jokingly said, if they were podcasters that were talking <laughs> about these people and it was, like, a conspiracy podcast or whatever, something funny yeah. like that, and they just have to get rescued real quick. But, you know, I, they're, they're... they're too good for there was actually, I think, very little comedy, if that makes sense. Like, there's like something I actually, Agreed. something I actually, something I actually appreciated is that this was not like a Marvel DC movie where yep. everyone's giving like Whedon-esque quips and and smart jokes at each other. There was like the banter between um, Ludacris and Tyrese got a, was a little like it was like how long have you guys known each other? You're still talking to each other like this. But I don't know. That's 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 dudes. Um, but yeah, I I kind of appreciated that the dialogue was pretty straightforward. If it, like, 
Um, I think if they had been, I think if they had been like, you know, tossing off one liners left and right, I would have liked this a lot less. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. And yeah, the, the quote unquote comic relief is Tyrese, his character Roman. Uh, yes. And always has been yeah. and i love him for it i do even except in this one the what the okay I'm, i gotta i gotta i have to interrupt yeah, I gotta get meta real quick can i get meta of course yeah and talk about how they make two different meta jokes in this film that made me groan so hard i think i got hit in the stomach by john cena because i couldn't see him like the first one is roman apropos of nothing walks into the den and says hey y'all essentially don't, don't you notice how we do crazy shit that should kill yes, us, yeah, but that crazy yeah, yeah, shit yeah. never kills us? Are we yes. invincible? And they're like, haha, we're not invincible. That's crazy, whatever. See, move yeah. on scene. And I'm like, why did that need to happen? What was that? And then later, Charlize Theron is negging the German villain, which you should always neg a German villain. But she goes, this is the part of the movie where the villain would suffer a very unfortunate setback. And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking? Like, we just saw it. Like, what is happening here? It was like, did they not have, like, was that just like, well, we'll just write that in the script as something that we'll, we'll get to them to say. And no, then no. never updated it and put it on there. I hated it so I, I... much. I think this is where, in a franchise that's this successful, they start getting high on their own supply, and and they are thinking that they can they can do these kinds of jokes, and the, and the, and the audience will come along with them. And I'm sure the audience did, but I definitely think this is like if you want to talk about like a jump the shark moment, it, it's possible that that in in the, sometime I in the future the people will look at it as that maybe. Yeah, the yeah, the it's first... like when I'm watching Drag Race. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, it's like when I'm watching Drag Race, and they make so many inside jokes and references that are just about Drag Race. Yeah. And I'm watching it all to heat, but then I realized if I had no context of it, I wouldn't know what the fuck they're joking about. Or yeah. like, it just would be like, I mean, okay, I guess. But yeah, this has moments like that in it where it is just so acknowledging of it. The, every, anybody notice that we can't die or, or whatnot bit with, with Tyrese and, and whatnot. That for me was setting up the fact that they were able to survive going into space. Because I mean, I guess we should all say they go into fucking space. That's why. Yeah, what the fuck? That was memed so hard again. That was a how did this get made thing where it's like, well, the obvious next thing we have to yeah. go is in space. Everyone, but here's the thing: is I like that they did it because a lot of since so much online discourse overtakes popular franchises, TV shows, and stuff, writers get into cramp where they're like, oh no, people have talked about something that would actually be cool, but I have to subvert expectations and not do that. And not for a story reason, just do it because they feel like they can't. But they didn't, they just did it. My issue is they can't go anywhere now. They should, they needed to save that for, for the, the climax of the series. Like, yeah. like 10 should have ended with them stranded in space. And we're literally wondering, oh no. Like they just they just crazily did that, but now what? And we're ending there. The fact that they shot the wad, I'm just like, well, what's 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 happened in ten? Where's this? What's this ending? What's going on? Ten isn't the last one. There's gonna no, be I at least one more. <laughs> yeah, I know. Potentially it's like, it's a three parter. Like, Vin just said that. Deathly. Yeah, he just said that. Deathly recently. cars part <laughs> one, two, and yeah, yeah, whatever. But I, yes, but I didn't mean to interrupt the yeah. flow. Let's, if you want to break down the plot or elements, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how to break so, down this plot at all. I, I don't really know yeah. either. Uh, but I did want to say, Alice, just as additional background context for you, the like hillbilly kid or kid, he's like my our fucking age, um, the uh, little bow wow and the um, the Asian guy who put the the rocket together, the rocket on the car. Oh, yeah. that was little bow wow. Yeah. They I are from Tokyo Drift. 
Those are the characters from oh. Tokyo Drift. That's also ah, why so at the yeah. end, when Han walks into the barbecue, they sh- they like close up on the on Sean, the the white guy, and he has that like holy shit sort of face because he thinks Han is dead. Um, so yes. they all th- they all thought Han was yes, dead. Yes, yes, but that's that. Just so you know, that those are characters from Tokyo Drift. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I thought I actually thought the movie did a good job of setting up a lot of those payoffs like like it felt like there weren't extraneous scenes necessarily other than the times where they're just like soap opera talking about family or or, or revenge or whatever but like um the even the 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 tyrese we're invincible thing gets called back when they go into space um the rocket on the car exploding gets called back when they go to space um i yeah I, i thought stuff like that was pretty cool um i really definitely lost track of what was going on when in the in the last half hour i think i'm gonna i'm gonna try to say this and you correct me if i'm wrong okay i think at the last minute john cena turned and did the right thing and somehow helped dom um the other guy the the like guy with the accent either turned on john cena or was just always doing this evil plot and then decided to work with cypher who then immediately double crossed him um yep you're correct yeah you're correct okay <laughs> it was just like it was just like every five minutes someone someone is yep. going to turn on someone else so yep you are correct i i'm not sure if german guy just turned on cena in the moment or if maybe cypher convinced him to turn on john cena but yes mm. the, the german guy fucked over john cena and john cena's response was okay brother i guess we're friends again <laughs> i guess we're fans no yeah. i think I think he was going to screw him over the whole time. And I think the German was dumb enough to think that Cypher wasn't going to screw him over, which, of course, I figured he was in the end. Okay, okay, um, okay. Well, while we're on the topic, what the fuck was that wig? What was that haircut on Charlize Theron? I mean, Theron? we didn't talk it was we, terrible. We didn't talk about an A, but it's better than what was A. Yeah, it was much better than her uh, dreadlocks in A. I need to look this up. I didn't actually look this up. Yeah. I mean, it's okay because, you know, Charlize Theron is African, so dreadlocks, we, she's not appropriating anything uh, from there. No, white now... people should not wear dreadlocks. White, white people should not wear dreadlocks. I don't care I don't care if you're South African. White people should not wear dreadlocks. <laughs> um, I, I'll talk about a weird aspect that I don't know if many people talk about. I, I don't... It, it's Oh, God! It odd to me. There we go. Yep, That's... Yep. Yep, perfect. What the fuck? So, uh, do yep. you have thoughts on her wig and nine again? <laughs> do you want... <laughs> Again, it's way better than eight. This being bad does not make the Wigan Nine good. Okay, it is not. It is not. We're not grading on a curve here. Is it more acceptable though? I mean, anything would be an improvement over this. Yeah. I find it odd how they handle two things: one, Dom's family, and then Brian's family and stuff. I almost wish that with Brian's character. He had to go underground and they just maybe get messages, but they can't contact him. Like, yeah, he is so underground on witness protection that he is, like, not around and he's not a thing. Because, uh, spoiler, or not spoiler, so at the end of Fate of the Furious, I like to lean on the eight part of it because it should have been F8, F8 of, the of course. Yeah. Fate of the Furious um, ends with, like, isn't it Paul Walker's sort of in a, like, it's a silhouette and they imply it's Brian? I think so, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, you see, like, the back but, of his head as he walks up to, yes. like, the rooftop, yeah. And then I will rewind for another dumb moment. When does Dom have his kid? Is that the end of seven or is that eight? In eight. He learns he has a kid in eight. 
So when they name the kid, so when it's born, I name the kid. When they called him, one, when they called him Brian, I cried. But two, I literally in the moment thought, I don't know why, but I'm like, they're going to name him Paul. I know. I, I, I thought, thought they too. were going to call him Paul. I and I was like, that's why I was preparing to cry. Yeah. And I cried a little bit with like a little yeah. with Brian, but I, for some which I shouldn't cry about Paul because he's a creeper in real life. I know. And like, whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I'm, no one should, no one should die in that sort of way. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying here. But it is just like finding that stuff afterwards. I was like, ooh, like I'm glad he's not a part of the franchise. I'll just put it that way. Um, but it is just like they they just they never closed that that hole, and so yeah, it is just like it has as many holes as the snowman does. You know, I know. In that regard. And also, then then the nine. Sorry, then to wrap that thought yeah. up with then Dom's yeah. family, they leave his kids with Brian yes. and the kids, and so it's like, what. Well, He's still as big of a target as Don. Like, the international community knows who Brian is. Do they not think, like, oh, if we don't know where Dom kids is, the first fucking place we're going to go is stock out Brian? I know. Like, is he that far underground? Like, that's the part for me is they don't, and I don't want them to. Like, I just wish he was, wasn't around. That's all. Alice, yes, you had a question. <laughs> who the fuck is Brian? Paul Walker. Paul Walker's character. Oh, okay. Paul Walker's character. Paul Walker's yeah, character. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so it's implied that they left the kid with Paul Walker, Paul Walker's character. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And who this plays one? his wife again? Uh, that is Jordana Brewster. That's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jordana Brewster. Um, yeah. Dom's okay, okay, sister okay. is, is on there. I forgot that. I didn't. Something. I didn't realize that's what yeah. was going on there. Yes. So it's. I mean. Because it's easily missed. It's. I think it's really hard because I think they ended seven so beautifully by not uh, like with that that the race and the driving off and stuff like that. Um, so they don't kill Brian, but they have him riding off into the distance, right? And yeah. Um, but then when they come back and eat, and to Missy's point, they start to kind of insinuate little bits of like, and especially with nine, with bringing Jordana Brewster back, because the thing about eight is Jordana Brewster is not in it. So she kind of got, because Paul Walker's not around, they just kind of, oh, they're off living their life. But wanting to bring Jordana Brewster back brought the idea of Brian into the forefront a little bit longer. And I'll, I'll kind of even stretch it without going into spoilers for 10. You also kind of feel that in 10 as well with the like, oh, well, what, Brian's friends and family are in danger and he's not coming to help and he's letting his wife go help. I almost wish that they had killed him off, that they had just killed the character off. You know, because if you yeah. didn't have this this thing hanging over our heads, I got so nervous in ten with some of the like they don't do this thankfully, but I really worried that they were gonna do like Tarkin and Rogue One, Uncanny Valley stuff where Brian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I, what do you, what do you think the odds are that that shows up at some point? I think what well with AI technology as well. Think about that. I don't think they're gonna go full like. Brian is in like and is an actor and is a full scene. I could see it being in a clutch moment, like literally climax of whatever the last one is. Things look really bad, and like a car shows up and we get Brian in like a car and like his brother's the double and they digitize him and maybe a line or two that hasn't been said or something or like maybe he's standing in a brief moment. I don't think he's. I don't think they're gonna go full character or like you know he's interactive. But I th I think they're gonna have because they keep him alive. They're gonna have to bring him back, like or or make a death scene. You know somehow they make a death scene where that gets sent in or Kill him whatever. Off camera. But I think if I Kill think him off camera, like I don't think they can. 
I think that they, I don't think they can at this point. He's too, he's too much revered within the world of here just for his death to be off, off screen. I also though think that Vin has too much like love and respect for Paul Walker's legacy to do too much of having Brian come back. You know, because I kept having to kind of remind yeah. myself of that anytime I went, like, oh, God, is this going to be creepy, like, Grand Mark Tarkin, like, Brian coming on? Um, I had to be like, no, I think, I don't, I don't know if Vin would be okay with that, because Vin truly is the driving force of these movies. And in fact, even yeah. though uh, Louis Leterrier um, directed 10, people are pretty convinced that it was actually Vin Diesel because fun fact, Justin Lin was supposed to direct the 10th movie and then left in like week two. <laughs> yeah. I remember that being a very big deal yeah. when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that for me too is overshadowed a bit of the franchise going forward. It's almost like hearing the drama with Twilight as well. Like I can't help it. I'm not trying to, but because that's the discourse, it does naturally make it, a bit more negative to me because it is just like reminding me that these are just very big ego personality people and like for reasons like they are driving forces and stuff but it's just sort of like i mean this shit in the end doesn't matter that oh, much yeah. with everything that's going on and i hate that i have to have you know as alice said this was part of the discourse and part of my knowledge without me without my consent until yeah. the point that I listened to how this get made and at that point, you know, I bought in. But it is like, it just is around there. Same with Marvel films. You just can't help but hear about it or see stuff about it as you go on. So you either have to look it up and and just do it that way or or yeah. get it through memes or hear your friends talk about it or avoid spoilers for years and don't go online or something. I don't know. I To, to be slightly proven for a moment with the acknowledgement of obviously egos the bullshit about like people can't lose a fight we have to get the same amount of punches in and i can't li like i heard you say i heard you say proven and i'm like that's a new word to me what's proven <laughs> oh proven proven pro okay, um, okay but a thing that i will say is because he is such a driving force in the creative aspect of these movies um he's also big in in like the casting side of it too or or direction of casting i should say this is an incredibly diverse cast um for such a humongous action franchise it is not just white guys named chris you know like it is really nice to see um a, a, a pretty colorful slate of people that that leave these movies which is really good um so there's that piece of it and then hearkening back to to kind of what we were talking about as like a thing that anchored alice into the movie um this is stealing a i believe a griffin newman um not bit but like thought process with nine any other actor when you're thinking about the flashbacks to the younger version of the character probably would have been like de-age me like, do that. You, you've got the technology. Make I'll play young, dumb. But Vin gave a, ch gave a chance to the... I, I'm not familiar with the actor who played young, dumb, but he was great. Um, and he really invoked kind of the vibe of Don Toretto in the first movie, in The Fast and the Furious. All of the, the young characters, because you figure you obviously young John Cena, you see young Mia, you see young Letty... Um, they all kind of had that vibe of, of like the me and the Letty piece of what they feel like in the 2001 movie. So I think it's really cool that he 
kind of helped advocate for like somebody else to get that opportunity versus, oh, just lose, use the technology and, and have me do it. Um, while we're on the subject, John Cena and Vin Diesel do not look alike. I knew I detected a little bit of Nordic in that Toretto bloodline. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to say that, or like I'm surprised, or I didn't know. I think she said I didn't know that there was. I think because she did like a, a the implica- the implication of doing she did DNA analysis of them <laughs> to confirm. She basically was like. Y'all tell don't look alike. Was someone screwing around? What's going on here? And it's no, there was a strain that he got most of the things up. Yeah. Stu, I, that was the other part for me that was such a stretch. And I'm almost like, I'm mad. Again, meta mad they acknowledged it. I just almost wish they didn't. Like, I don't need to know. Like, I don't care. Like, we don't need his mom. So, so yeah. we don't, yeah, well, we don't need his mom. So his mom might just be white or light skinned, uh, like Latino, like that exists. So it's like, I didn't really question it until they brought it up. And I'm like, yeah, it is fucking weird. Yeah. God. Um, Missy, to, you brought this up with a thinking about Lil B, Lil Brian, right. Um, and the, uh, airplane sequence with, uh, the Shaw's fighting everybody with the baby and the baby carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a moment in 10 where Brian is like, little Brian is on a plane and, uh, says, I just don't like planes, uh, hearkening back to the fact that he, uh, had to watch a fight when he was a little baby. That's how I interpreted the line. And I was like, that's pretty uh-huh. funny. <laughs> now you've evoked 10 and we've played it around a little bit. Um, all right, spoilers for Fast 10. Yes, and literally spoilers for Fast 10. We are going to talk about Fast 10 now um, to give a little bit of, of context of future. Now, I'll say I have read the plot synopsis, so I'm, I am I don't remember it all, but I'm not going to, you're not going to be like, surprise, surprising me. Now, Alice hasn't heard any of this, so we're going to give her the, the straight T on this. You're but. also going to use a lot of nouns of names of people that I'm not going to know, so... Yes, you will, especially when you get those post-credit scenes. Have have fun. I was going to start with the post-credit scene. (laughs) I'm just going to say, remember when I said earlier that you have to remember that nobody dies in this or people come back again? Holy shit, did this, like set that up but go ahead so i that that is the very end of the movie i am gonna start with the the mid-credit scene the rock is back baby (laughs) wait what beef has been squashed if this was beef it would be squashed the rock Rock do you not know the drama between the rock and vin i knew i knew about the drama between them and like he's back one of them called each other the other a candy ass or something yep the rock called vin diesel a candy ass yeah, he, he is back. So here's the thing. It makes a lot of sense that he came back. I mean, aside from the fact that Black Adam bombed and he needs a hit franchise again. I, I was, I was, wait, 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 wait a minute. I was told that that film's going to make money. I was, I was, <laughs> it was very clearly indicated to me that that film is going to make money. The power dynamic oh, of the Fast and Furious oh. franchise has shifted. Yeah, it's true. The The hierarchy of it has, has shifted. So the um, very basic plot of 10 ties back to the fifth movie. So Jason Momoa plays the son of the bad guy from the fifth movie. So he 
through a couple of establishing shots at the beginning that include some um, like scenes from Five, they basically insert him into kind of that final scene with the car chase with the bank vaults through the streets of, of, of Brazil. Um, and he is in a car. You do see the car he's in in Five. You just don't see who is driving it. And you learn in this one, it's actually Jason Momoa. And he gets uh, thrown into the water. He like dies for two minutes and his father is killed and all of their money is stolen by Dom and his team. So he is exacting his revenge by torturing the friend, the family and, and just all of this stuff, right? However, and they point this out in the mid-credit scene because the mid-credit scene is like a bunch of like agents with their like uh, with their their helmets on and blah 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 going through like a lair and a cell phone rings and one of the agents answers it and it's Jason Momoa on speaker and he's basically saying look like I've, I'm doing it like hello old friends like I'm doing this and I'm getting revenge on Dom but you're the one who pulled the trigger and it cuts to a shot from five of the rock walking up to the dad and shooting the dad in the head. And then that's the moment where the, the mask comes off and you see that it's Dwayne Johnson. And in the theater, I am like, yeah, wow, <laughs> fucking cheering. It was the J. Jonah Jameson reveal at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home level of screaming. Um, so, so, so exciting. But it does tie in in that regard to Five because of that and does make sense for The Rock to be back. Um, they also, this I got spoiled for, and a big fuck you to Entertainment Weekly. Um, Gal Gadot is back. Um, she is in uh, four. She was there? She was in four, five, and six, and she died in six. <laughs> like She dies by falling off a fucking plane. Uh, so that's she like should be running dead. Running down a runway, she lets go. But also, <laughs> do you know what I thought this whole time? But I'm also like, we didn't see the body. If you don't see the body, or a bullet yeah. through the head. Yeah. I was like, they could bring her back. Yeah. I don't know if they will. She I assumed, great. like everyone else, she wouldn't because the power dynamic of the DC universe shifted and Wonder Woman was there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say Gal Gadot is great in five and six. Four is just a garbage movie. She's fine in it. Um, she's great in it, but uh, Entertainment Weekly tweeted an article that was like, uh, director talks about how they brought that character back from the dead. And I was like, it's, it's Giselle. It's Giselle. Like, a big fuck you. But Giselle has apparently been working for Charlize. Oh, my goodness. Um, but yeah, Jason Momoa is incredibly over the top, incredibly um, flamboyant in some of um, his things. He is clearly having the time of his fucking life playing this character. He has a joy to him <laughs> that um, is very refreshing to see. They let John Cena have a personality in this movie versus the very robotic performance that. He oh, so he's denied. back. Yes, he is back. Uh, he's part of the family okay. now. They flip their villains. They collect yeah. villains. That's what happens. Yeah. You don't. You become part of the family every single time you go through. Jason Momoa now is officially the most famous Iowan by default, oh. being in this franchise. God. Wait, he wasn't from Game of Thrones. No, I well no, like because he had faded away for a bit, like if you think about it, and now he's back in force. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, we had Aston Kutcher. You have to remember, Aston oh. Kutcher and him were constantly going back and forth uh, between the two of them. Yikes! <laughs> I'm I'm glad it's not Aston anymore. Okay, okay. 
Um, but yeah, so so ten, like I said, ties back into five and makes the fifth movie very important when you're thinking about kind of the larger, like this is why stuff has ultimately happened. Um, there, it ends on a cliffhanger of Dom and his kid uh, having just driven down a fiery uh, dam, like a dam that's exploding, and they drive down. <laughs> Um, it's ridiculous. Um, I will. Damn. I will say exactly. The kid who plays little Brian now, great. Like he's maybe ten. He's pretty. He's like good. I. I very much. Oh, they, they kept the same kid. No, no. It is uh, a different actor <laughs> now than it. Oh, okay. Nine. Okay. Um, it is a, a young. I either I want to say a, a younger black child um perhaps a darker skin latinx i i read it of him potentially as black um and he is quite good he has a little bit of fun he gets to play off john cena a lot in it and the john cena and kids are great <laughs> like, um yeah and and it just again the the post credits with the rock got me fucking pumped for fast 10 part two like fucking pumped is that has that already been filmed? Is that done? Oh, okay. They still have to film it. So. So they did, they didn't do the thing where they filmed them both at the same time. No, I thought they might have, but I then I as I was kind of thinking about it, especially with the stuff with the Rock, um, I definitely think they just filmed the stuff with the Rock maybe like two months ago. You know, like I yeah, think yeah. I think it wasn't until Black Adam kind of. Um, and, uh, DC was like, now we're changing all our stuff, um, that I think, uh, cause Vin has been trying to get the rock back. He made like a post on Instagram a couple months ago that was like, Dwayne, my little brother, like, you gotta come back and like give out the closure. And like my, and he, he invoked like Paul Walker in the post and Vin, and the rock was like, no, nobody, no. Um, so I'm I'm just I'm very excited about that. Hmm. So that's great. Yeah. Um, I I do have some notes that I wrote during the movie. I I, I would like to go over. Um, it feels like does every movie start with Vin Diesel's character Dom go like living a quiet life in the country and then getting pulled back into it? Uh, no, every movie starts with a race usually. There's some sort okay. of like fun little race that goes on. In eight, it's okay. in Cuba, I believe. If I'm remembering correctly, it is the first like movie product, like like after all the Cuba stuff had kind of changed and mm -hmm. stuff. It was one of the first yeah. things that was filmed there. Hmm. Well, um, and, but we also, okay, so Lori, well, one second, Alice. This is also background. We have to call the races by the correct term oh, that they yeah. use in the movie and the scripts. Race, race wars. wars. <laughs> These are race wars. Well, so that is a thing from the first movie. So the big race in the first Fast and Furious that they're all leading up to is like, we gotta win the race wars. <laughs> if you had told me Charlize Theron had dreadlocks because of the race wars, I would have understood. But um, I, I will say, every 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 one of those like I feel like every one of those race races starts exactly the same, which is like a crowd of people and then a lady walks between the two cars and she like signals them to start and that lady want... is always a famous person in that country oh, okay. Yeah. okay rita or um, once so here's 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 my question yeah. how do i end up as not in the movie in real life 
how do I end up as one of the women in the background wearing like a t- like a tiny mini dress? Like, oh. like I, that is that is like my aspiration. Should I just like go walk around downtown LA, just like trying to find one of these races? I I think maybe have, or Instagram Vin, Instagram Vin, and evoke the rock and be like. Brothers, your sister needs to be in the background. Remember, oh no, no, I don't want to be in the movie. I want, I want to race for. (laughs) They were in, they were in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the real ones. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could find you. You of all people, Alice should be able to hunt down. um, Yeah, uh, the people Uh, on it. Just here's what I'm going to tell you. My new hobby. Here's what I'm going to tell you not to do. Don't go down to where all the costume mascots are and ask them where you can find the race wars. Cause they are, they have a very different idea and you're going to, going to have a fun time. Yeah. Also, also the, the random lesbian white dress party where it was, it was, I know, I know it was all like, Oh, these are women are for the pleasure of this dude, but I know some lesbians when I see them and how do I, how, where's that? Why is that not in my life? That's, that's what in like, in Italy or something like that in, in that part of the movie. I gotta go to Italy? Okay, oh I'll God. go to Italy. Yeah. That was fine. Uh, no, don't go to Italy. Um, You're gonna run into Steve Carell and he's gonna drive you off a mountainside. Uh, no, no, it's okay. He famously died at the start of the pandemic. Okay, that's that's He, he famously died famously. right when right. Italy was getting locked down. Um, You're asking okay, important uh, questions though, Alice. You're asking very yeah. important questions. I, I liked that they... So... They had some scenes that were in Edinburgh, which I, I I've been to, and I like like the there's once there's one shot where they're racing down a road with like like rainbow colored buildings, and I I actually have been there, and I thought that was pretty cool that they that they filmed there. Like, how much of this is, uh, like I I mean obviously the, like the, a lot of the chases are CG and stuff, but and like the cockpit shots are probably not, but like how much of this is is like actual shooting versus like the volume or like um. Yeah. green screen on all four sides you know i don't know it, it feels real like there is I a lot of they, it that feels real i was looking it up i believe they try and do as much on location as possible and that's what they try and then uh, when he's a producer because they talked about this with the triple x uh, series as well he uh, collects like just international communities by going and highlighting their cities, going to those locations, yeah. using their like actors and things like that. So I think it's very much intentional on his part to bring different types of audiences in. Yeah, hmm. okay. I would agree, and I feel like I remember. I'm trying to see if I can find it really quickly. Um, they, I, I want to say the the chase with the magnet, um, the like. I feel like a lot of that was done. I mean, obviously not the magnet part, but like the, um, I feel like a lot of that chase was done practically. I feel like I remember seeing a featurette that was like behind the scenes of filming that. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. So the other, the other thing was just more like a meta question. Like it seemed like in this one, they introduced, like, I'm guessing they didn't, they may have mentioned Dom's brother, but but it wasn't like a big thing in in the past, because um, because I know Cena. This was the first one Cena was in. Um, does every movie kind of um, have a standalone thing like that that's introduced at the beginning, or is there more a, like a like a long term serialized plot going on? Um, I I 
feel like it's kind of a mixture of both because like using F9 as the example that we had never heard of John of, of Vin's brother before of Dom's brother before this movie was the first introduction of that idea but we knew that there was mm-hmm. a lot of shit with his dad we knew that there was that that he had a lot of unresolved stuff we knew he was in jail um and so the the two um i'm not sure what area they're from but the spanish-speaking guys that he meets in jail um they are characters that are in four five six and eight um and it was nice to kind of see the like how dom met them sort of story and how they became part of the crew so there are always aspects that get introduced in each movie that are kind of standalone and new but there are sort of overarching bits and pieces that 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 kind of weave their way through okay um who's mr nobody that is kurt russell so it was established in six that there was like this um it's called the agency it is like a cia-esque sort of like deep cover government thing Mm -hmm. that basically recruits them to work for them because again they're it's the best hacker in the world and the best driver in the world and like all this stuff and uh mr nobody leads them um and uh, Kurt Russell was filming Guardians 2 when I, this movie was being filmed, I believe. So uh, he was unavailable, except for a couple of shots of him uh, getting in a plane crash. Okay. So um, Scott Eastman Eastwood. plays Little Nobody. Eastwood. Eastwood. Sorry, Scott Eastwood plays Little Nobody. He's not in this. Okay, I was going to say, alert. I, I don't... Spoiler for 10, Brie Larson plays Mr. Nobody's daughter. Yep. Oh, okay. And she's great in it. She is fun. She's not in 10 much, but she has some fun in it. She delivers a line in 10 that got a genuine unexpected laugh out of me. Okay. That's good. Um Yeah, so I like I overall, I want to say like it was hard to follow yes. the action because I didn't really understand what was going on. The, the, the action itself was good and cool. Um, I think there was less of the... I, I, like, the meme about this is, is, is Dom saying family, right? And I feel like there was actually less of that in this movie than I expected there to be, even though the plot did revolve around his family. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like, like I don't feel compelled to go back and watch the the earlier ones is what I'll say, but I don't I don't I don't like I didn't dislike it. It was just more I think I was just too confused as to what was going on and also there wasn't as much there I think in terms of characters to hook me in the way that I was hoping. I can absolutely like, see that. If 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 Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron get a spin-off movie, I I, I will watch that for sure. They have a fight sequence in 10. That's really cool. The two of them. Okay, I will. I will look it up on yes. y- in, in YouTube in like six there, months. There's some of it is featured in the trailer, so if you were to just watch the trailer, you'd be able to see at least a little bit of it. But it's it's extended and it's pretty cool. So. Oh oh oh! Sorry sorry. One more question. One more question. I forgot to write down. Um, th- they do the fifth element thing where the where the where the where the girl is actually the key to the thing, and she's she's really tight with Han. Is it implied that they're a couple at the end of that? Because there's like a 20-year age difference there. No, no. So I think it is implied more of like um, paternal 
feelings. Um, because okay. here's, here's I something. I was getting I was getting couple vibes, and I was like, this is bad. This so is not good. Han's one true love is Gal Gadot. So Bell oh, okay. and Han are like goals. <laughs> like they are so hot together. Sun Kang is the hottest human being. <laughs> like when my friend when yeah. we saw F10, Fast Ten last week. When he came on screen, my friend audibly gasped because she's like, I always forget how handsome he is. Um, and yeah, so the two of them and the, the relationship that they build over the course of five and six that culminates with her dying in six and then he's all upset and he leaves the crew and go moves to Tokyo and then dies in Tokyo Drift. Like that, that is like they're together forever and ever in our hearts um so okay, okay. so yeah yeah they that, that makes me feel better about it because I, I was getting creeped out yeah i i took it as um as paternal like it's just protection sort of thing oh oh han oh sweet baby han oh he's eating han his... solo yeah han though they've changed it now they've called him something it's else it's not han market. solo anymore so oh interesting i forget what it was i did a i did a survey that was, this was month, a couple months ago that was talking about Fast 10. And um, they were like, how do you feel about the characters? And for Han, they said a different last name. And I was like, oh, what is this retcon bullshit? <laughs> like, it is Han Solo, like S-E-O-U-L-O. -L -O. <laughs> King of my heart, body and soul, Han Solo. <laughs> So on uh, Miss Calls with the Former Random last night, uh, a show that I uh, co-host, uh, not with Lori last night, you were not available, um, but we talked a bit about the Fast and Furious franchise, and we asked a question, which was, who would you add to the franchise if you could at this point? So I'll ask both of you who you would like to add to the franchise at this point. That's a great question. Um, I mean... They brought back everybody that I wanted them to bring back, though those were obviously not uh, new additions to the franchise. I feel like someone like Chris Hemsworth would have a lot of fun in these movies. Um, I think Hemsworth, like of the Chris's, tends to, like, <laughs> harkening back to at least this movie as an all white Chris's, um, but Hemsworth has, I think, the, the most sort of. No, maybe Pine. But no, I feel like Hemsworth fits in the vibe of these movies a little bit more. Um, I think that would be right. I will say, I did not know I wanted this until I read he was almost cast in 10. Keanu. Keanu was almost cast in 10. Ooh, that's yes. very interesting. So. I wonder if Keanu's energy would be too chill for, for, that, for this franchise. Yeah, yeah. He um he ended up the the character he would have been playing uh, ended up being played by Alan Richson who is uh, the Amazon Prime Jack Reacher, so it's no oh. off, no offense to that man but slight downgrade like we could have had Keanu. Yeah, um, my pick would be Kerry Washington. Ooh, um, great pick. Mm. Need need more women, mm -hmm. and any any black women would would have been nice, and she has that like. Olivia Pope, like CEO energy that she could bring, um, like she wouldn't have to be someone driving necessarily, and she could be a good she could be a good foil for the group. I think, yeah, Carrie Washington, put her in more stuff, please. 
my pick, uh, Alice is going to run at this. I would pick season 13 winner of Drag Race, I guess, spoiler, uh, Simone, because she would bring it and would be amazing. And we need some some drag representation or one uh, another one would be, oh, Kylie Sonic Love, um, who's the first trans winner of the U.S. Like, she actually would be incredible as well. She could be the person who starts the flag race uh, at the beginning of it. It'd be great. I was going to say a minion. Do you want a minion to be in the Fast and Furious movie? Yeah, yeah. Is, is it Bob, Bob or Stewart? Or, or, uh... I texted Kevin? Alice when I got to that point. I said, Alice, is gonna ha- there's going to be a joke here that Alice is going to appreciate at two hours and five minutes into this film. <laughs> I was wondering what it was going to be. And then when I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. God, I thought maybe they were going to reference the apple somehow. No, it's you. It's it's your thing. It's truly your thing. What was the reference? Because it's been a week since I watched it. Um, I wasn't going to go to the, that. The, the um, Tyrese and and Ludacris are floating in space, and the people in I think the space station or in a, yes. a space shuttle see them out the window and say, "Why do they look like minions?" <laughs> yes, that is because funny because they've got the old timey scuba head. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's very, very that. Funny. I will also say, like, I know I had to suspend belief a lot for this movie because, you know, it's ridiculous. But the stuff where they went to space was really like, come on, guys. Yeah. Well, some of that was. So in five, they obviously have the chase with the the bank vaults attached to them. Sure, sure, sure. In six, they have a huge sequence on the most unbelievably long runway and a, a plane is running down the runway and the cars are trying to keep the plane down and mm. this runway has to be 75 million feet long. There's no way it's... Yeah. Uh, did, they use, did they use the two-mile freeway that they built in Alameda for the Matrix uh, Reloaded? <laughs> I do not know. Good question. Um, in seven, they um, are in planes and their cars drop out of the planes and their cars have parachutes and they land mm-hmm. on the highways. Um Obviously, eight. And they drive through a skyscraper. And yes. they drive in through Dubai. skyscrapers. The bi- like the big yes. famous okay. skyscraper in Dubai. Oh, the, they... oh the, yeah, the, 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 the one building, yes. yeah. Um, Burj Khalifa. So there's that. Um, and then um, in eight, there's obviously the submarine. There's also a pretty cool sequence in eight with self driving cars that um, like they all kind of fall out of like the. Yeah, they all start throwing themselves at the yeah. cars. It's, it's like that's the magnet cool. scene, but self driving. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Um, and then nine, they go to space because everybody was like, "What's left to do? They're gonna fucking go to space." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I, going going back to something we we talked about at the beginning of the movie, the scene where again they drive off the cliff, they use a grappling hook, and then they kind of rappel into another into another cliff safely. I did like that the car actually got trashed. I was very worried when they did that that like, oh, it's just he's just gonna drive away after this. Yeah. I actually did appreciate that too. They they're yeah. pretty good at I mean it's it's not realistic because like they walk away alive. <laughs> you know, like who's gonna yeah, drive well, that shit? And, and 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 they fire a grappling hook yeah. that that, that has enough that catches on something that has enough counterweight for them to swing around and then miraculously land on a road on the other side. So realistic, but um, they yeah. are pretty good at showing actual damage um, when it comes to okay. the stuff that those those cars go through. Now Dom has so many Dodge Chargers, he like destroys that yes. one and then has another one. 
That was yeah. the car he was driving when he chased down the nuclear submarine, uh, which was the climax of eight. Yeah. Um, just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I will say I love these because they're the movies, as Vin Diesel oh, likes yes. to talk about the movies. Um, I am holding up a Super Yaki sticker that says, quote, the movies, Vin Diesel. Um, they're back. <laughs> the movies. <laughs> um. But yeah, there's been some very over-the-top thing on top of thing on top of thing with some of these action sequences. In fact, I will probably watch six tonight because I rewatched five when I got home from seeing ten. Um, and now I just kind of want to watch six. I kind of want to watch Hobbs and Shaw because I like Jason Satham enough. I wonder if he'll charm me. Have you never, Have you seen it before? No. So... A lot of people like it. I think it's hot garbage um, because a lot of that movie is I have the bigger dick. No, I have the bigger dick. No, I have the bigger dick. Like a lot of like that masculine energy Mm. between him and the rock. Um, There's also a, uh, even though there's a lot of quote unquote family in it because we meet Shaw's sister who's played by Vanessa Kirby, who's very cool. Um, but uh, there's, like, shots of them as kids hanging out when Jason Statham is, like, 25 years older than Vanessa Kirby. So that is, like, so unrealistic. But even though there's so much family in it, um, it, it doesn't have, like, that, like, genuineness that I think is built into the Fast and Furious movies. Like, for as ridiculous as they are, like, you... You feel like an affection, like in in just the general vibe, which, like I said, unfortunately with Hobbs and Shaw, it's just like, who's got the bigger dick sort of energy. I was I, I was gonna watch a supercut of cipher scenes on YouTube, but after seeing those dreadlocks, I think I'm gonna pass. I think it'll be good. <laughs> she doesn't get a lot to do in that movie either. Yeah. It's just a lot of monologuing. This does not surprise me in the yeah. least, but. I will say the a a positive in terms of Hobbs and Shaw is um, you do uh, and I, unfortunately I'm blanking on where he is originally from but you go to the the sort of um, island country that the Rock is originally from you meet his family and there are um, actual like uh, uh, dances and and sort of things from his culture that get featured yeah. in Hobbs and Shaw, which is very cool. Is he Samoan? Am I making that up? Is I was going to say, I think it's Samoan, and I believe that they're types of hakas, uh, if I understand correctly. I know that The Rock himself uh, does those, and that's yeah. part of his culture, so I'm assuming they just yeah. uh, infused that directly into it. Absolutely, and that's very cool. That is very, very cool. Um, I, I will, because uh, I we should be wrapping up, because I know um, we've got some other stuff going on. I will say this is about Seven, and specifically about The Rock. There is an amazing moment in Seven. It's so ridiculous and so dumb. Alice, The, Rock is, in, the Rock is in the hospital, right? He has um, mm-hmm. been... Uh, I think I've heard about ...really this. hurt by Jason Statham, and he fell out of, like, a 10-story window or whatever... And he's in the hospital yes. and he's in a cast and he's with his daughter and shit's going on. And he goes, honey, daddy's got to work. And he flexes his bicep and the cast bursts off his arm. <laughs> yeah. And it's I, so, brilliant. Okay. I, I have definitely heard heard about that before. And I think that is sort of the over the topness that, yeah. that 
I'm less into. I, 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 I was hoping that watching this would let me buy into this a little bit. I don't think it got me the full way there, but, um, but yeah, okay. Daddy's got to go to work. Oh, and just it explodes off of it. Yeah. Um, Missy, what are we going to watch next? So normally we hand it over to our guests, but Lori, we have given you that privilege once before. And yes. so I'm going to have uh, an insertion for a guest who has if, made a request. For I, I will say, if we did, if we did let Lori pick again, the the power hierarchy of this podcast would, would, would be, change would be forever. Different. That is true. That's true. But we're doing a reshuffle, so the old ways uh, for now are suspended. And with this, we have a new slate. This Ooh. one being, um, there's a there's a certain actor that I have been avoiding, and we've been dancing around watching something of him in. It's because in real life, I find him a bit of a creep. Okay. But a lot of people love the stuff that he's in. And... Oh, oh I know where we're going. Okay, we're Yeah, here. you know where you're going. Now, Lori, do you know where we're going? No, I have no idea. Okay. Um, Lori, th- Lori, Lori. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, my... Show, oh, sh- show oh, me the money. Oh, 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 so, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have a guest that has a Tom Cruise movie. And this might start off a chain reaction of Tom Cruise, not at hate watches, because I have seen not seen a lot of classic stuff, including including the quoted film from there, uh, with another problematic actor. We are going to the eighties. Okay. A jukebox musical based on a Broadway show. We are gonna rock. Oh, oh, I fucking love this movie. Of ages. Oh God! Oh God! Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is great in that movie. I'm sorry, he's really good. I have a very good friend of mine in real life, Aaron, who I showed the apple to as a good queer, uh, getting another queer involved, who has been desperate trying to get me to watch Rock of Ages, and I said, if I'm watching Rock of Ages, I'm doing it for a podcast, and I'm dragging you. And you're dragging me in with you. Yes, you're coming in with me, Alice. You wanted no, hey. You wanted me to get a Tom Cruise, right? This is what you wanted. Not like this. I'm only Not like this. Do what Not you like want. Jer- Jerry Maguire, A Few Good Men, The Firm. Oh, a few good All men. those I've not seen. Oh, All good. Missy hasn't seen. So we're, oh. we have uh, we have a buffet. To be able Mission to Impossible, to. one or four, which are the only two I've seen. Oh. Uh, I have seen one, but I've not seen any of the other ones. Ghost I have, you know, I have seen, I've seen Oblivion. I saw Valkyrie in theater. You know, I've seen weird um, 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 Tom Cruise shit. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. No, Great I'm not movie. that. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, but Great Tom movie. Cruise. So anyways. Emily Blunt, though. Oh, that is true. Emily Blunt. Oofed. Emily um, Blunt. So I'll take it. We'll do a Blunt rotation as well. And so um, that that's the plan. So that is what's going to be happening. We are going to watch Rock of Ages. Uh, my guest will be Aaron uh, Scholtek, a Des Moines performer, uh, and just uh, a very enthusiastic fellow who really wants to talk the fuck out of this thing and how awesome it is. So uh, we are going to dig into it. And here's the thing is, it's full of songs that I love, sung by people who aren't the original artists, so I'm going to want to, like, gouge my eyes out with spoons, just like watching Glee. It's going to be great. Okay, 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 okay. If we do this, we are watching Jerry Maguire next. I'm telling you. That's okay? fine. Call, call your shot. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. I will do this, and I'll do Jerry Maguire. Do we need a trifecta? Do, Lori, Lori, you call the third one. Here's what we'll do. 
I'm giving you the power to call the third cruise film that we're going to add to this trifecta here. And we're going to, like, summon Xenu and uh, uh, audit ourselves to the next level. So, I mean, thinking about kind of the eras that you're talking about here, I, I want to go for Maverick, but which is a great fucking movie. Great movie. But it's this, this I'm going to go with the one that... I will watch it from start to finish every time it is on. I will. I watched it on a plane recently because I was like, I fucking love this movie. I think it's one of my all-time favorite movies, A Few Good Men. Okay. It is Hell yeah. such Hell a yeah. good movie. Hell yeah. That will break the damn... Oh, no. Do you know what that means? Here's the link. That's a Sorkin. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. What's after that? Do you know what's on the, on the docket for me, Lori? Oh no! Are you gonna have to watch the newsroom? I love, I I no 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 no. because I love sketch comedy so much. I love sketch comedy so much. Yes, he's never seen it. And I'm not gonna watch. Usually for TV shows, we sample. I'm gonna watch the entirety of Studio 60 60 on on the the Sunset Sunset Strip. This will be great. I, I, I fucking love that show, and I, I would love to make little references to it all the time that people, no one, no one would understand. I am the very model is... of a modern major general. <laughs> uh, when this release is going to be hype, I can't wait until we can just announce this slate and <sighs> and drag people in. That's true. I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't know you were going to go into some Studio Sixty. That we're... picking a Sorkin. That was perfect. Wow. We're, we've been talking about it for a while, yeah. We're wow. going on a cruise, and our ship's going to get caught in the Tom Triangle, and I'm going to be lost at sea with, oh my god, Rock of Ages, Jerry Maguire, A Few Good Men. And then as, it, as, as our, as our uh, nightcap for a late night show, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I, I'm glad so, we got the grab back episode out of the way. I'm yeah. glad we got caught up because we're going to be, this is a new era for the podcast. Like, we're going to be going from here. This is really exciting oh, for you both. I started watching Bluey again. That is that is an update from the grab bag. I said I hadn't watched anything. I started watching it again. So Bluey's back on the menu, everyone. Nice. Bluey is back on the menu. Nice. Lori, thank you so much for, for joining us and being our Fast and Furious expert. Oh, my You're pleasure for being a part of the family. Family. And, uh, and Alice, as we always say in the podcast, family. <laughs> as we always say to end the show, family. daddy's got to get to work. <laughs> oh, <Jesus> oh. <laughs>